It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today on the show, Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. In 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is a regular here protecting the working class stiffs of America, if you will, the, 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 the consumers of America. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Nice to be back, Bert, and um, we're just generally talking about, before we get into some some specific topics, is, you know, I'm really disappointed in the labor movement in this country, how we've been unable to unite um, together as workers to uh, against management and to uh, put people in power in, in uh especially we'll get into the Supreme Court and uh, Congress and our state legislatures that support labor. It's, it's, it's sad. And uh, what they've, the Republicans have been able to do, and now we're going farther and farther right with the uh, Trump faction of the Republican Party, which doesn't resemble the Republican Party at all, into this uh, position where Unfortunately, we're going to all lose our rights, um, labor rights, as as employees, because of the control that they want of management controlling all of the uh, regulations uh, for the workforce. And so, it's really serious. And I, I think what what's happened is is they've managed to split labor uh, because of social issues, um, abortion. Uh, gun rights, uh, these uh, issues that uh, religion that uh, split people and they end up in the end voting against their pocketbook. And that's really what it's come down to. And the old Republican Democratic split management and labors is pretty well gone. Uh, Democrats uh, still support labor, but there's not enough uh, because of uh, the Republicans have now become this radical right-wing um, group that wants to uh, take away everybody's uh, right to uh, to uh, control their own bodies and at the same time to um, arm uh, all the citizens, which is something that, as we can see, is, is not a wise decision. No, it is not. Uh you know, uh, everybody having, you know, again, you know, this, you know, the, the whole thing about gun rights, I think people misunderstand it. And, and certainly not, not everybody should have a gun, just like not everybody should be driving a car. And and the, the sad thing is, at the end of the uh, First World War, you know, where they had the you know, people may see in the movies with the gangsters, the Tommy gun. And uh, it, it was a, a weapon developed, a weapon of war, 
that was developed uh, during the First World War to protect the soldiers and to have you know, a better opportunity to uh, defeat the soldiers on the other side. And then immediately after uh, the war, uh, when it started to spread into uh, the public, they put a ban on it. And, uh, you know, that lasted, and it's still, it's still in effect for the Tommy gun and the automatic weapon. Uh, and, and it was, again, um, put into effect in the 90s by Congress, but it had a 10-year um, sunset clause for the AR-15, the semi-automatics, uh, which can be made automatic pretty easily. But now, all of these people, not only do you have a gun, but you have a uh, a weapon of war uh, with a bullet that, if they manage to hit anywhere on the body, can tear it apart. And so it's it's gruesome. You know what happened in Highland Park, uh, what happened in Buffalo, what happened in Texas. This is all a product of a gun on the marketplace that has no business in a civilized society, and it's destroying. Um, the country and the and the gun rights now you're going to be able to carry weapons um, on New York subways under the auspices that you should be able to defend yourself and in, what ends up happening is is that more and more people that shouldn't have guns have guns and it this weapons of war are out there and so that's it's a terrible thing and uh, you know this is what has created a split with the Republican Party now is controlled by the gun rights advocates and the abortion, uh, anti-abortion right, rights advocates. And they it, it doesn't have any semblance of reality. But at the same time, as you know, we'll talk about these cases, um, at the same time, we have all these people appointed to our court system and into our legislatures and into our Congress who are pro-management. So now the rights of, of employees are being eliminated state by state, federal government, and we're in a position where uh, it's become out of control. Uh, people are working, uh, they're showing up early, uh, off the clock, they're working through uh, their rest breaks off the clock. They're working through their lunch off the clock. They work late off the clock. And then local management says, you know, we, we've, we've seen you, what you're doing, and we really appreciate it. You're a company guy or a company gal. And so they, they make that ingrained as part of the system in these corporations that, uh, you know, you're – you're on our team as they uh, continue to profit from work that is not compensated for. And so the, and they're, one of the ways of protecting them in California, we have what's known as the Private Attorney General Act, because the government can't afford to, to prosecute all these cases. There's, you know, in California alone, there's... Um, um, over uh, one and a half million uh, businesses. And uh, the Labor Department uh, last year, or the year before last, conducted a little over 1,500 investigations. So that that's, you know, the tip of the iceberg. And so 
without the Private Attorney General Act giving employees the right to be whistleblowers against their companies and to uh, have the companies penalized and to have them hire private attorneys, um, there's just a run on the system. And that's what's happening across the country um, is, is this run on the system because put yourself in the position of, of a competitive company. And the company you're competing against does all of the cute little things that they can do to have people work off the clock and make their product more competitive. So when your competitor cheats to compete, what do you, what do, you do in management as the competition? You bend your, your system the same way. And so it's, it, it is a slippery slope where one company, two companies cheat to compete, more cheat to compete because there's no downside. Right. There's no, no enforcement. You know, and, and I think you and I talked uh, last time you were on the show about this Supreme Court, uh, that the Supreme Court uh, case that you were, that you were kind of, uh, monitoring for us i think it's the uh viking river cruise case or something like that the viking case so what happened with that situation well, yeah well it, it was very interesting the oral you know they had the oral argument and it's like a, a, an old boys and girls club in my opinion you know they have the attorney that's coming in for management and he's the uh you know from everything i can hear and listen there you know he's argued many many cases in front of the court and he came in and he came up with this myth which was called the uh, individual private attorney general act action which in up until the the viking river case didn't exist but the court picked up on that and they wouldn't follow fortunately they wouldn't at the end result is they wouldn't follow his position where um, the Viking River wanted to end all private attorney general actions. And what they did is they split it up. They kind of split the baby. And they said that, uh, oh, there's going to be this new uh, claim, which is called an individual private attorney general act claim of the individual. And he can bring that in court. I mean, in arbitration, and uh, that'll satisfy him. And since he's satisfied, um, he can no longer bring a um, group action, a private attorney general action for other other people uh, as a representative action to um, create some type of deterrent for companies uh, to stop uh, cheating to compete. And uh, fortunately, the, the court it was an eight-to-one decision, so the court wasn't the, the liberals on the court were able to get their position uh, stated. And so, what ended up happening is it, it it's now going to be sent back to the California uh, courts and the California legislature to clarify the fact that the state even though the individual may try their individual claim and their a private attorney general individual claim in arbitration, that won't preclude 
the ability of that individual to bring a representative PAGA claim against the company. So we're kind of in limbo right now, but at the end of the day, um, the management did not get what it wanted out of the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, and I don't think it's ever going to go back there again. But I think PAGA, Private Attorney General Act, lives to fight another day uh, in California, and I think once this is established in California, other states will start to follow the lead because last year alone, California collected $88 million in penalties from these companies, and uh, that's a real deterrent. Um, when you, when companies now are faced with uh, uh, penalties for their acts, they're going to say, you know something, it's just not worth it to cheat to compete. I'm going to have to follow the law because you need some deterrent. And I think we're going to be successful in the long run. We didn't win the case, but by the same token, we didn't lose the case. It was sent, it's being, it's being sent back. So um, we're going to be in a position where I think the next round in the California courts will um, uh, analyze it because we faced the same position before in a case called Kim v. Reigns where the um, defense bar was jumping up and down and saying, oh, you settled your individual case. You can no longer uh, prosecute your private attorney general case. And the Supreme Court in Kim v. Reigns said, no, that's not true. Those are separate actions, and I think it's going to do the same thing with the individual PAGA claim and the representative PAGA claim, that it doesn't preclude uh, the um, individual from bringing the representative action. So we feel pretty good about it uh, from a plaintiff's bar standpoint, and we feel like um, ultimately the uh, employees will still be protected in California and uh so it's it's starting to work out. You you we're pretty happy with it right now. Well, excellent, excellent. So, all right, just to recap, if if an individual um, goes to arbitration for their uh, labor claims, uh, it doesn't preclude them from being a representative in a PAGA. Uh, lawsuit is that basically what we're saying? That's what we think is going to end ultimately happen. Right now, they they there's a little flux in that because the court said that they had to dismiss the representative claim, but if the uh, but the last word is with the California uh, courts and the California legislature. The the concurring opinion of Justice Sotomayor uh, was clear on that and. Um, the uh, opinion of the court itself was clear on that, that this is a matter of uh, a state of state's rights and the state uh, to in, in, interpret these rights. So it was uh, what we thought was a, a good decision. Um, and it's, you know, important thing was, is they, they precluded class actions. And, and the, the main argument was that, uh, oh, PAGA is like a class action. You can't bring it anywhere uh, and um, because it, it's, it has to be individual, bilateral, in arbitration. And the court said, no, 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 no. It's not like a class action. And it, it's by the state. It's, it's, it's a representative action on behalf of the state not a class action it doesn't have the same attributes as a class action so that was a big victory for us 
So at the end of the day, right now we are, uh, I guess, guess you'd have to say we we um, are in a state of flux. Right now the uh, the defense bar is jumping up and down saying, you know, oh, we're, you're, we're done with PAGA, we're done with PAGA. And, but the whole sentence is, you're done with PAGA until the Supreme, uh, California Supreme Court um, gives their last word on this. And we expect that'll be uh, very clear and uh, and supportive of the Private Attorney General Act as it has been in the past. So it's kind of in a state of flux. It's kind of, it's more or less of stay tuned. Um, you know, this uh, we, we, we had a battle here that uh, both sides uh had have reason to be excited about but at the end of the day um we feel like we're very comfortable we're going to win the war uh on this matter and and hopefully it'll carry over to other states yeah absolutely I, you and i've talked about this before you know california uh in, in many cases sets the standard for the nation we've seen it over and over again uh, you know from my recollection it seems to go from you know, California and or New York, and then the rest of the nation, right, follows. So so we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. And, and you know, you and I were talking before the show even that right now there is uh, massive uh, amounts of nurses that are being literally worked to death. They're being grind down. They're, they're putting in these 12-hour days, in, in, and many of them have just minutes to – uh, throw some food down their throats. Uh, many of them are prohibited from having water at their station uh, and, and even being able to go to the restroom. It's just the craziest thing for 2022 that we're still making these fights. Yeah, and, and the, their power is, is limited. Uh, you know, we've been successful in, in our nurses' cases. We see them all the time. And uh, these nurses... Uh, shouldn't be working overtime. They shouldn't be working through lunch. They shouldn't be starting early. Uh, shouldn't be required to stay late without pay and, and time and a half. But it's not the case, and uh, they are being worked to death. I mean, it's terrible. And so, it is. and and in other states, you just don't even have the protection of the uh, Private Attorney General Act. You know, when they show up for the job, they sign a, an arbitration agreement, or they're in a union and. And the union's position is, you know, this is an individual issue, and and what individual has the time or, or to, to bring an individual action? It's just, you know, they, they just, so, you know, soldier through. They're nurses to begin with, so they're very dedicated people, just overall, anyway. And here they are being faced with the uh, with the fact that they're working um, early without pay, lunch without pay, breaks without pay. Uh, and overtime without pay, along with the fact that they're, you know, most of the time they're missing, missing these uh, breaks, and it is, it's really important. And you know, it's it's the old, you know, I don't know what I call it, a fraternity type attitude. Well, you know, we're doing it for the good of the team, right? And and so they they soldier on, and at the end of the day, the only person they're ended up hurting is themselves, and they're really not helping anybody else because at some point in time, fatigue sets in and you're going to make mistakes. Or, or, and, I, I, let me, and, or I should say, you're going to get sick. Yeah. 
Your, your immune yeah. system is broken down, and, and between the lack of recovery and the stress, you have a very high chance of, of getting sick. And, you know, they're, these hospitals, they have massive budgets, and a hospital cannot function without nurses. They're just as vital as a doctor, and, and for them to be treated like, I don't know, prisoners of war just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the you know the highest or one of the highest incidents of of COVID uh, infection is with the healthcare workers. You know the frontline group the uh, is is the one that you know have come down with COVID, and hopefully COVID we're we're at the point in time where uh, with one more booster in the fall they feel like they'll get this under control. The next booster is supposed to. Uh, uh, control the Omicron um, variant, and so we're we're getting close uh, to the end of of this this. But you know, people are working from home. The whole workforce has changed, and it's uh, it's interesting. People don't want to come back and, and um, if they don't have to, and work in a, a group environment. They, you know, the the idea of uh, of getting up in the morning. Um, you know, getting your, you know, every breakfast, breakfast for everybody, getting in your car, fighting traffic, driving to another location to only to work at a computer station that you could have worked at in your house is anathema to um, the existence of these people. It just doesn't make sense. And right. so what I'm seeing is, is in office work, in the office workforce, are, are people to the extent they can uh, working from home and it's being as productive or more productive. Um, get, you know, segregating their workday. It may not be, you know, the eight-hour workday straight through. It may, there may be breaks in between the, the work period, but it's something that, that they choose to do and it's without, you know, any uh, coercion on the part of the employer and and the productivity is good yeah so yeah that's... i mean look bottom line is you cannot really grow a business without happy employees you know they're, they're they're your employees make a huge difference and if you have happy employees you're going to have happier customers everybody is going to be more productive there is no advantage to grinding them down uh, to the bone and taking advantage of them just because you can. Right, and the you know the interesting thing is if you know, people working from home, for example, they're entitled to a home office expense, uh, and we have cases with home office expense, with use cell phone expense, um, and these are things that they're entitled to. Um, and things that they they should be compensated for. So we're seeing where, you know, that part is in transition. Companies are starting to realize, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm getting more productivity out of these people, and uh, you know, they bought a computer or an additional computer, a business computer. They're hooked up to our business um, system, you know, I, and they have you know, a desk and a chair and a part of their house. 
um, and so they're entitled to compensation. The the interesting thing is is that a lot of people um, that have these these advantages of being able to uh, work from home uh, because of the high rents in uh, metropolitan areas are moving out to the country, right? And con- continuing the work just as productive from the country because there's just no reason to be in the same location um, at the same time. So, it, it, you know, unless you're a factory worker or a um, frontline worker, you know, dealing with, with the public, uh, there's just a lot of workers now working right out of their house. And so it's a, a new phenomenon we're, we're dealing with, but uh, but we, we have to do from a, a plaintiff's bar is to make sure they're compensated for their uh, – use of their phone and use of their uh, uh, home office. And so we've, we've seen those cases coming up. Those, yeah. are, those are new ones. But, you know, you have to be able to bring the action. If you sign an arbitration agreement, which everybody does, presently there's just no representative action you can bring. You can't bring a class action. You can't bring a, a PAGA action uh, currently. But um, that will will change here. Private Attorney General Act will change, and I think you'll see it in, in the rest of the country too. And you know, labor, as we've seen right now, is enjoying higher wages like never before, and uh, there a huge demand for labor. We have what um, over you know, what you know, millions of jobs that are available that are. Not, for the for the asking, you know more than the the workforce, and so it's it's a good position to to be in for an employee, you know, seeing these higher wages. Absolutely, absolutely, Norm. Always good to have you on the show, my friend. Looking forward to having you back again soon. Okay, Bert. Always a pleasure. Take care. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. If you have questions about anything having to do with your employment, check out Norm and his team at BAM lawca.com that's bamlawca.com as always my friends thank you so much for stopping by and share this episode with everyone that you know let's help as many people as we can understand that they don't have to be uh, i don't know abused for lack of better terms anyway remember you were created to tune in monday through friday here on money for lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.